everyone. Shuale Gray again. I am still interviewing amazing women making history right now in the present. And I have my beautiful friend here today, Catherine and Christina, and I'll let them introduce themselves. Hello. Um, yeah, we're the Kathy and Christina duo. <laughs> we get a duo <laughs> interview today. Yeah. <laughs> so this I'm Kathy fun. Hughes. I'm from um, White Oak, Pennsylvania. Um, for anyone that follows social media, I officially live in the most boring town in the state. And we know that's um, not true. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what the patch.com says, um, but I'm anything but boring. Um, I have a 21-year-old son um, with autism. I also live with my mom, who is affectionately called Mama Betty. Um, we have several pets, um, so our house is pretty active. Um, and I work at a company called Achieving True Self, which I will talk about in a little bit. And I do a lot of other things. Christina and I like to say we do what? All the things. All the things. All the things. We do all the things. <laughs> so that's the nutshell version of me. On to you. Yes. Hi, I am Christina Abernathy. I am a wife and mom of three. We live in a small town called Ohio Township near Swickley, Pennsylvania. Um, and we, I have my husband there and our three children, my daughter, our daughter is 16 and we have twin boys that are eight. Um, I do run a page called Love, Hope and Autism on Facebook and that is inspired by our one son, Ethan, nicknamed Bubba, who has autism. And I also run a group, um, on Facebook right now too, for the advocating that I'm doing for adult size changing tables, um, out in public restrooms. So family style restrooms, and that is called Changing Spaces, Pennsylvania. Yeah. So that's what I'm up to. And I'm now working with Kathy too, alongside her. I'm so excited. Achieving True Self, which is also really exciting. Yes. Um, yeah, so lots, of, oh, lots of things. We have so oh. many things to talk about. How long do we have? <laughs> Till to tomorrow. Till tomorrow? I mean, do we have to like, what, eight o'clock? Do we have time to go get a glass of wine while we're sitting here? I get here? to come we back. Right? We might be in a while. Yeah. Oh, so like for the podcast, we you know usually I try to you know we try to keep it with one 15, 20 minutes and then get oh, people more, you know entice them to go click those links and follow you. So yes, because yeah, people attention skill attention spam is not always the longest, but I can see you listen to you all the time all day long. It's just <laughs> power and then fun and inspiration and just motivation yeah. and hope. Like all of that, honestly, just the two of you. That's like a powerhouse. It's like, watch out, watch out, you know, and then you bring the trouble, but the fun kind of trouble, you know? Yes, <laughs> yes, we are a fun trouble. We're doing a lot of things, but, you know, what we're doing gives us such, you know, hope for our own families and communities, and you know, it brings us a lot of meaning and joy. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, and you're making a difference in this world, like literally making history, because, yeah, yes. it, we need more of you, more of Kathy's and, and Christina's around, right? <laughs> All of us, yeah, it's so, and that's what we do. What we do, it's so that we can, you know, in some way, duplicate, duplicate ourselves. Like we need, mm -hmm. you know, kind of forming yeah. those, you know, I guess, empowering the new, uh, new leaders, new family leaders to take over yes. and do more as well. So yeah, okay. we're all, we're yes. all in the, in this, in this together. We are. Yeah. So why do you ladies do what you do? I know it brings fun, it brings encouragement, it's all of that, but like, yeah. why? Because like, when you get yeah. when it gets to the core of it, you know, why this? Yes. You do some, you be doing something else totally different, right? But why? Yes. 
So why this? So I'll start. So um, everything I do through my work, um, I've also created a blog called The Caffeinated Advocates. Mm -hmm. um, I'm involved in several advocacy efforts. Um, Christina and I are going to talk about something very exciting in a couple of minutes here um, about a new publication coming out. So that's another thing that we do. <laughs> um, but you know, the reason we do what we do, I do what I do, is because of my son. He's inspired me to enter the field. I was not in the behavioral health field when he was diagnosed. Mm -hmm. And truly, it was the people that surrounded us, the teachers, the therapists, they really moved me to enter the field so I could give back some of what was given to my family. I would not be where I am without learning from Christian, and I learn from him every day, and I don't think I'll ever stop learning. Yeah. But because of him and learning what I've learned about through the autism community and then later on the behavioral health community and intellectual disability community, my knowledge has truly grown and it's all stemmed from having a son with autism who teaches me every day. He truly is my why. And now I can give back to others. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, sometimes we forget that. And I like how you put it, like, you know, Christian is teaching you, like all of us can agree that the moms and the dads who are in the trenches can agree that our kids teach us more than we can ever teach them. You know, you're so, yeah. absolutely right. So yeah. why do you do what you do? Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to piggyback off of what she said. Um, I mean, I am a mom of three. So I think each one of them inspires me and motivates me and pushes me on different mm -hmm. levels for different reasons. Mm -hmm. um, and I love that. I, I love being an active mother and um, I'm passionate about what I do. Um, I would definitely say Ethan drives my force as far as the um, autism community and things like that and the struggles that we've gone through um, and certain medical issues which then brings us to the adult size changing tables but he's just opened I think our eyes as a family um, and how we look at life and how we treat others and just move forward and like Kathy said just helping others out in the community other families that are also impacted by autism and other things to make other people know that you're not alone in this right. journey and just helping other people because I remember that feeling of feeling isolated and not really who to turn to and things like that. And I don't ever want other people to feel like that, that there's always people out there that are willing to talk and help and support and share resources and things like that, which is why my Love, Hope, and Autism page, that's why I do that is so that I don't want other families another parent or another caregiver to feel alone in the journey and I think it's really important to give back and and now that I'm going to be working along with Kathy here at ATS like it just means so much to me to be giving back to the community mm -hmm. in this way too and not just what I'm doing um, right. on social media so right. it just takes it to a whole new level it does and we give really help and hope. yeah we truly give help and hope through yeah. these services they're you know they're evidence-based services you know it's treatment that we can provide to the children and to their families to help them live their best lives independently mm -hmm. I love it. And I love, you know, at the core of it, like you both said, it's using all, your own experiences then to help others. You know, it's like yes. when we often get diagnosis and it's not just autism, I see it's all across, all across, you know, diagnosis and labels. If you want even age groups, sometimes even the senior who like, you know, get you know, Alzheimer's, for example, and it's like the right. whole family just crumbles. And it's hard. I'm not saying that, you know, it's to take that lightly. But then mm -hmm. what I like with what you're doing and what, you know, other ladies are doing is, taking that experience and then keeping it uplifting and then you know, helping others to also still live life. You know, it's just a diagnosis, you know, it's, yes, it's hard. Yes. It has its challenges, but life does not end there. That's not the end of it. It doesn't. No, no, no. It's like enjoy life to the fullest of what we got. And that's, you know, what right. we're made of. Right. Exactly. You only right. get one, you know, yeah. you only get one. So yep. 
you know, we can isolate ourselves and we can be depressed and we can be upset and we can shy away from everyone or we can try to connect with others and give each other hope and give each other help and provide them with support and information and bring together that camaraderie and we can get through it together. Yeah. You don't have to do it by yourself. Right, right. Yeah. And that, that's a good segue to the book. The, you know, the book that you wrote with oh, yeah. 10 other women, it's exactly that. It's telling <laughs> people you are not I know, we're like, ah. <laughs> Oh, gee, I could talk to you all day. Like, do we have to do anything like <laughs> that <after this? laughs> you know? I know, right? <laughs> and you're just like, I want to sit here. Can we talk more? And I'm like, oh, no, I have to get up this. And I have to oh, talk yeah. We'll provide yeah. you with all the links to all the things that people can know, all the different stuff we're doing yeah. and learn yeah. about, you know, services and the advocacy and all of those things but we can't wait to tell you about the book yeah so let's let's go let's dig in so the book why the book what the book you know for who the book, what the book. <laughs> all right i'll oh, start so, spill the beans yes. so it's it's so exciting the way this whole thing came together was truly a conversation from a few months ago from um another guest of yours who i understand will be on this month named april green she's a mom of three with autism from maryland and I was introduced to her after um, one of our behavior analysts met her in an IEP meeting. And she said, hey, um, this nice lady April has a podcast to promote uh, autism and mental health awareness. So why don't we talk about ATS services and how people can get help through the company? And then you can share your personal experience as a parent. Um, long story short, April and I had a conversation a few months ago on the phone for two hours. We laughed, we cried, we shared stories. And towards the end, we went from talking about a podcast spot to, hey, I'm trying to create this book to provide stories of hope to other mothers who are struggling, but I don't, I don't know enough people. I need to bring people together who aren't afraid to take on this project, who aren't afraid to share their story and you know, be vulnerable and be transparent with other people. And when I mean other people, I mean the world. Yeah. Do you know anybody? And I said, one moment, please. <laughs> Quick group so, so, you know, I'm starting, I'm going on Facebook, I'm posting about it. And sure enough, uh, Christina and um, a total of 12 of us all came together and we said, you know what, we're all in. Um, we're going to pull together our stories. Um, none of us um, have seen our stories until this past weekend. We all kept it from each other. So we knew that everyone's story would look different. But, you know, that's what we want people to see about the spectrum is that there's some similarities, but there's also a lot of differences. And truly, if you've met one family impacted by autism, you've met one family impacted by autism. But what you'll see is a common theme throughout the book is a lot of hope, a lot of inspiration. And, you know, as Christina has said, as I've said, we don't want parents to feel alone in this journey. We both struggled tremendously when our children were diagnosed. I went through a horrific incident personally when my own son was diagnosed, and I share part of that um, in the book, and I'll be sharing it later. Um, I'm writing my own story as well, which will be published at a later date where I go into much more detail. But we wanted to share just some excerpts, a short but sweet book, but very powerful all about different stories, different journeys to make people feel less alone. And to tell them, what's our title? It's, it's going to be all, all right. right. An <laughs> AU. <laughs> Everything's with an AU. It's uh, testimonies from awesome women, that's with an AU, raising awesome people. And if I say so myself, Christian, Ooh. Bubba, they're pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And now we got to meet them through social media and they're awesome people. <laughs> yes. I mean, how can they not be awesome people, but they have awesome moms? Like, come on. Oh, <laughs> you know? Thank you. So, yeah. Oh, and, and I just, in the, the book, like I was sharing, you know, in, in the over podcast is 
like there's so many books about autism out there, but it's always like the nitty gritty cl clinical stuff that are yeah. honestly, like there's enough of that and that does not give anyone hope. <laughs> it just, it gives it doesn't. I hope people. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Like I remember the first book I picked up was a very clinical termed book and I remember just being scared to death and reading all of these terms and all of these things and I just felt hopeless. Yeah. I didn't need that. I needed a parent's story and over time I discovered more parent stories and to be honest um, before this whole project came about and kind of fell in our laps you know I was afraid to share my story because I thought there's other stories out there. Why mine? Why Christina's? Why April's? Why Holly's? But our, our whole campaign idea is You've heard hundreds, maybe thousands of stories about autism, about how it's impacted our world, about its influence, but you haven't heard our story. That is the difference. And you've got all of these stories in one book and it's absolutely, it's, it's a problem. I know. We're you trying not to cry and we're like shaking and goosebumpy. And I know, I have all got goosebumps here too. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, yeah. And, and the beauty of it too is that although, you know, there's a lot of stories about autism, like even the written by family. And to be honest, working in the field and being a parent, I've seen often people focus on how autism you know, destroy the, their lives, destroy their family. Right. Not many people focus on the positive side of it. Right. And that's what I like about the book. It's like you ladies are saying, yes, it's hard, but it's going to be all right. You know, well, it's going to be all right. It is all right. There's so much hope. Autism does not need to be a death sentence. It absolutely is not. Now, there are families that do struggle tremendously, and there are adults that struggle tremendously and need a much higher level of support than others. But then there's a whole other group of individuals on the spectrum that are truly living an incredible life, and you know they're working, and they're holding relationships, or you know driving, doing things like everybody else does. Yeah. There are people, too. Yeah. It's just a label. Yeah. That's all yeah. it is. It's a label. Right. And, it's not and even, right. And even those who need support, I guess we can do the segue there too with what you, you ladies are doing, you know, I work like, you know, and that is support that's available to right. many and some people don't know about it. So right. do you mind sharing just briefly even like, you know, what the, um, is achieving true self and what do you do in your role, you know, as, as a family liaison, family something, I forgot. Yeah. So I'm the director of family support and community engagement, and Christina is um, one of two um, family support and community engagement specialists. Okay. Um, Achieving True Self is a home and community-based applied behavior analysis provider. So we provide board-certified behavior analysts to assess and observe a child or an adolescent in their natural settings. They formulate a treatment plan, and then we assign a registered behavior technician, or RBT, to work one-on-one -on -one with the individual, working on the goals that are important to them. So there's a lot of myths out there about ABA and, you know, what good ABA looks like and what not so good ABA looks like, but the idea is we are shaping behaviors that are socially significant. Everything we do is behavior. Some folks think of the word behavior as being naughty or you know misbehaving. That's not what behavior is. Everything we do is a behavior. Me blinking, me moving my hands, me speaking, me listening, those are all behaviors. Right, right. So we need to look at what are the behaviors of a child or adolescent that need some work so they're able to function more independently and as I said, live truly their best life or achieve their true self. 
We provide these services in Maryland, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. We accept several forms of insurance. We are also a Medicaid provider. I'm working through some of the red tape in Pennsylvania right now for select areas, but we are working through it as, as quickly as possible. Um, and in addition to the clinical services we offer, we can do um, trainings, we offer workshops, um, we do consultation with schools, and we're actually launching our first support group in uh, Hagerstown, Maryland for families. That's gonna occur oh, next week. So wow. we're starting to do some outreach and um, we're, <clears throat> excuse me, we've been accepted to present at some conferences. So, you know, spreading our message a little bit further. But ultimately, our goal is to support families so they truly all can achieve their truest selves and, you know, be successful and independent. And if we've worked ourselves out of a job, then we've done our job right. Exactly. We're not oh, I love it. <laughs> it's all about independence. So if we're there for a year or two, great. You know, we've been a blessing to you as much as you have blessed us, mm -hmm. but we're not meant to be there for 10 years. If we are, we've done something wrong. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it. And, you know, and like I said, please, we'll share the resources later, the links later. But, you know, especially that family support group, because sometimes when we see our children you know, or people with a diagnosis, we focus on the person and we'll only support the person. We forget that the family as a whole needs support. Yes, so, absolutely. Yeah. The parents, the siblings. Yes. I mean, I'm sure yeah. you know, what has Selena been through as a, as a sibling. Yeah. yeah. Selena and Brayden, uh, my other two children, I mean, they're just fantastic with, e with Ethan. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I really truly believe it's, it's brought so much um, good into our life too. There are definitely hard times and hard days, but as a family, we are just so much stronger as a unit. And, you know, I, I, I truly thank him for that. Um, you know, and just seeing that special bond that they have with him is just so different than um, anything else I've ever seen, you know, just the support that they give and even during the therapies and ABA services mm -hmm. that we were getting in our home, um, having them be an active part of that with him mm -hmm. and to do that process with him has always just been so meaningful to me as the parent to watch, mm -hmm. you know, to not only be in it in, my, in myself, but with all three of our children and not just him, you know, we're all in this together. You know, autism affects the whole family. It really, um, does. it really does, and I and I and I want people to know that because I don't. Unless you're affected by it, you know, it impacts your families. A lot of people don't understand that, and um, we get through it all together. Yeah, you know, so we're there to support him as a family. So it's uh, it's it's very special to watch the mm -hmm. bond they have and yeah. and how much they support him and are there for him. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. I love it. And I have to say, like, even just, you know, being in the field for these years, like, I, mo the strongest people I've ever met in my whole life are the families of people with, with any kind of diagnosis. Because, mm -hmm. like, you don't find that bond elsewhere. Like, you know, when everything is okay and dandy, not that we wish anybody to have our challenges, you know, or have kids with autism or any over, you know, diagnosis. But I find that through those challenges, when dealt with in you know in an effective way, mm -hmm. we all become stronger. We all become more caring, more compassionate. And like you know, my daughter is what she's gonna be thirteen next month, and she's like the best therapist I've ever seen. And she <laughs> The siblings have, make good therapists. Yeah, I mean, if Selena and Brayden don't know what they want to do when they grow up, they could be therapists. Empathetic and kind. Yes. And giving. Like yeah. the most biggest giving hearts, I feel like. You know, right. like and they are the one to go sit with the boy or girl mm -hmm. that's sitting by themselves at lunch or hey, can I help you? You know, just always mm -hmm. accepting and loving people for who they are, no matter the differences. Right, and right, right. 
because and, they live yeah. with it. They yeah. know what it's like. You know, they watch when, you know, someone is misjudging or, you know, looking above a different way and wondering, well, why, why does he do that? Or, you know, the one I hate the most, but what's wrong with him? Mm-hmm. I can't stand it when somebody says, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? You go sit over there. You're the one that has a problem, not this child. But I've definitely seen that siblings, you know, throughout my work, I'm an only child with an only child. So we don't have the sibling experience. But in supporting families, I've found that truly the siblings have such an opportunity yeah. for growth and they mm-hmm. truly become, you know, more giving mm-hmm. and more mm-hmm. loving and more empathetic and definitely more sensitive and, mm-hmm. you know, truly a role model for their peers. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, I love it. Love it. So I want to go to Christina with the changing spaces in PA. I guess, you know, oh, yeah. I knew about it because of you. And even though, like I said, you know, I've been a mom of kids with, kids with you no, know, with uh, special needs for seven years and I've been in the field for eight, but I never heard of it until I met you. So it's oh. not just in PA, it's a national movement. It right? is. Yeah. Yes. So changing spaces is a nationwide campaign. It actually started um, as Changing Places out of the UK, um, and they have over a thousand accessible restrooms wow. with adult-sized changing tables and Hoyer lifts. Wow. UK. That's huge. Insane. Huge. Yeah. Huge. So wow. someone brought the movement here, um, I believe around 2015, um, and they took it to Florida. What we noticed here in the United States was the, there was a little bit of pushback with the Hoyer lift. Mm-hmm. So that's why changing spaces was created. So we ultimately have the same goal to have more inclusive, accessible restrooms. Yeah. The ones in the UK do include the lifts. And I will say when I'm out advocating and talking to people, if it is new construction, the place hasn't been built yet, or they're in the works of it, I do bring up the lift because I think mm-hmm. it's extremely important, especially for those families that have a loved one in a wheelchair and they cannot lift if they are out by themselves. Yeah. With, with their loved one. I think the lift is so important. Um, it, is, um, a li- it is a liability, right? There's, there's risk with that, which is why there's more pushback on that. So Changing Spaces campaign, we really do truly advocate for accessible restrooms with the adult size changing table. I always bring up the lift. The lift isn't always added here in the US. I, I think there's only a handful in the whole United States that have a lift as well. Um, but I think first and foremost to have that adult size changing table is still life changing for thousands of families, not just like ours, but across this country is just such a huge need. And, uh, you know, some people think, well, my son or daughter doesn't have autism or my son or daughter's not in a wheelchair. This goes so far beyond that. You have a visitor. (laughs) (laughs) So this goes so far beyond that. And, you know, I think, you know, Think of like a friend of the family or an extended family member. Maybe, you know, you're traveling with your elderly loved one, you know, mm-hmm. so to have these at airports. Maybe your dad suffered a stroke. Mom has MS. There are so many different reasons. Oh, yeah. You know, I had a friend, you know, who had um, a colostomy bag and she, when she laid, she has to lay down to change that. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that, but again, like to have an area like that so she doesn't have to go home and then go back out into the community to have a private place that's accessible for her to do something like that. I mean, it, it really is life-changing. We have to get our loved ones off the floor like this. Is, or the back of a van. Yes, it's not it's, okay. It's not okay to be changed in the back of a van in broad daylight. Yeah. And not right. We would not do that for, everybody. yeah. And that's, and that's. They deserve dignity. Right, because people will be like, well, take him to your car. I'm like, okay, well, he's almost Would you change well, the, like, yeah, would you yeah. change the car? Right. right. In the parking lot where everybody can see you. Right, right. <laughs> 
Right. right. So, if it's not okay for you, it's not okay for them. Exactly. They deserve human dignity, just like all of us, an inclusive, accessible place right. for everyone to use the restroom. That's why I think family restrooms are the perfect place for that. Mm -hmm. Take out the baby changing table and put one of these. You accommodate exactly. everybody. Use it. Exactly. Yeah. Universal design. That's the whole point, right? right. Universal design. Yeah. Everybody can use that. Right. It doesn't have yeah. to be changed or moved. Or, no, it's just. Right now. Oh. You make it work for everyone. I mean, they have special needs restrooms for a service dog. You know, that's mm -hmm. something that I know you've been conversing with other people about, you know, and you're like, yeah, hey, really? we make it for a dog. You know, we make, you know, an airport, you have a room for a dog. Well, yeah, but, but a person is laying on the floor. How is that okay? Yeah. Right, right. Oh. Doggy bathrooms in airports right now. Wow. Under wow. 10, under adults, 10 adults. And under <laughs> 10 adults size changing tables in the U.S., like in airports. That, that, that's, that's wrong. <laughs> I think it's important to have the dog areas. I really do. And they were first presented and made in airports for service dogs. So I get, our son has a service dog. But, yeah, right but, now, we can't take her out in the community, but I get, I get the point. We, we have two dogs. Like I, I get it. And I, I think it's important to have those areas. Do I think it's more important than my son's human dignity in a private area? No, to get no. no. I'm sorry. I, I don't. No, like, yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Part. And, you know, have this small area, but, you know, we're spending 10, 20, $75,000 on doggy bathrooms. Wow. What about people? What about people? I mean, we, we see what bathroom floors look like when you walk in. Think about, you know, would you put your baby there? Would you lay there? No. Then why would you expect somebody else to? There's a law that was passed in 2016 that if you have over 10,000 passengers going through your airport, you have to have one of these doggy bathrooms. Well, there's a law for wow. doggy dignity. Like, where's the law for human dignity? Right. Like, I don't understand. It doesn't make sense. It's kind of think about it, the person using the service dog might also need to be changed. Well, probably need, yeah, probably they might, they might need probably probably that. sense, you know? Right. Oh, so their dog yeah. has a dignified place to use the restroom, but, but they not don't. you. And that's even, like, I mean, that's even counter nature. Think about it. Dogs poop in the grass everywhere they go. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> they're used to people <laughs> seeing them. Right. right. That, they really don't care if you're watching them. No, but I think, I think, the, purpose, <laughs> really I think the purpose of them was so that the person, if, if it was a person with a disability that had the service dog, trying to maneuver through the airport, get the dog outside to go to the bathroom, come back in. Like I said, I'm not bashing them. I think, yes, I that, think that, that works to an extent. Yeah. Right. Right. But I don't think that they need to be this elaborate right. thing costing $75,000. Right. Yeah. I think to be an area for them so that it is easier access to them. The I really do. Yeah. But, but, but <laughs> there needs to be these adult size changing tables in, in airports. Right. Um, right. Right. This is why I'm working and everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. yeah. They need yeah. to be everywhere. Yeah. And, and thinking about it too, like I can't tell you how many family stories that I heard and read of or saw where families be isolated and stuck at home because of things like this. Yep. They don't want to take their kids out and lay them on the ground. They don't want to take, not yeah. just kid, they don't want to take the loved one. It could be their dad, it could be their spouse, it could be their sibling, yeah. adult sibling. And they're like, yeah. well, we can't go out anymore. And people become like, pretty much, it's like this, you yes. know, involuntary restraint at home yeah, <laughs> because right. they cannot yeah. access community. Right, it's terrible. You don't leave your house. Yep. That, and then that, that has to change. And that's the whole yes. point of this. It's not just for our family. But for anyone impacted by something that you would need something like that to not only get out in the community, but know that you can stay out in the community a little and bit longer and not go home, not stay soiled and take him home like that, you know, or splitting as a family. There's so much, there's so I mean, much. 
you know, sometimes yeah. autism takes over the day and we're left yeah. splitting. Okay. But, but if he's having a great day, it's the bathroom. It's, the bathroom. And it's like, no. And then you can't be together as a family and you're still yeah. got the kids and you know, yeah. husband's here and you're here and it's yeah. that should be yeah. like that. Right. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. Just trying to make change and, and it's yeah. coming. It's, 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 time. it's happening and it's coming. It's for time, sure. it's time, it's time. Awesome. Oh, I can talk to you both all day. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you all again for all that you do and just for being such an inspiration and such a beacon of hope, honestly. And I mean, every word there. And, you know, it just, uh, for everyone else watching or listening to this later, we're going to post the links, click on the links, get the book. If you say you don't have no input by autism, I'm sure there's someone in your church, in your Girl Scouts, in your community, at your school, you know, who can benefit from the book. Even just to open your eyes and see that autism is beautiful. Yes. yes. Right. So anyway, oh, I can cry. Thank you, oh, ladies. You'll make us cry. Thank you for all that you do. Like I said, we'll post the links and then, you know, you and we'll be in touch. I get to see you ladies in like in 10 days. Yes, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> well, you thank know. you for what you do and providing all of yes. us um, awesome women um, a venue for sharing our stories and, you know, everything you do for raising hope in the autism community for people with behavioral health issues, disabilities of any kind. You know, what you're doing is spreading a message of hope and awareness, and we yes. appreciate you. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thank we really you. appreciate it. You're fantastic and inspiring and you motivate us every day. And you're as well. fun. So thank and you. And you're fun. <laughs> Don't tell my kids. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> okay, but so if I actually got speak of fun kids. So right before we got on the podcast, I'm getting this text message. It's not even my daughter, it's her friend. So then my daughter gets upset. So she's like, Why do my friends are texting you? I'm like, I don't know. It's like she said you're fun. That's not fair. <laughs> I don't know. How did your friend get my phone number? <laughs> life right like oh we keep it fun because it's much more life to be lived you know yes yep. yes yeah. yeah well you ladies enjoy your day keep some good work i know you're at the office so keep working yes. <laughs> oh oh we will be <laughs> I know. we got a lot of families to help <laughs> exactly oh take care talk to you later thank so you much. thank bye. you bye, bye. bye.